What is going on, everybody? What's going on? It's your host, David, and I'm here with another episode. I got a very special guest. It's Mel Media. She covers a lot of good she covers a lot of good Knicks content. Um, one of the main reasons before we get into like the questioning and all the topics, one of the uh, reasons that I wanted to have her on is because she is a young woman in the media in- industry covering a certain type of team. You really don't see that much uh, nowadays. It's mostly uh, guys and men that are really covering uh, the media aspect of the game. Um, I'm a very high candidate of having both men and women especially women, because now we're in a generation where a lot of women should get opportunities and, and stuff like that. And we're more uh, equal now. So I think uh, to see a young woman like her that's getting as doing coverages, not only on, on, on one team, but just on one sport in, gen, in general, um, I, it's very cool to see. So I wanted to have her on the show to kind of give her aspect of how it is covering media um, you know, the Knicks perspective, how long she's been a fan, and we get to talk about just some Knicks talk in general. So, first of all, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, so my first question that I wanted to ask you was what got you into covering, you know, the Knicks and what got you into the media game in general? Yeah, so a few years ago I actually had a Knicks fan page. This was like like five to six years ago. It was for one particular player. I would usually just post about the games and about him. And I kind of just let that go. But this year, recently, I got more into it. Because for the longest time, I've been saying I just want to start a page. I just want to do it. I want to start talking Knicks and give my opinion. Because usually, like, I'm just talking to myself after these games. I'm just, like, cover- like doing the post game by myself, thinking about what happened. But I want to hear other people's thoughts and give my opinion too. So that's why I got into it. So when was it that you started just covering the, the Knicks as a whole? Because you said you went from one player and then yeah. it kind of revolved. So, into, so what, what made you go into the Knicks as a whole? Well, because I've been a fan since I've been growing, ever since I was little growing up, my dad got really, got me into basketball. And I've been into basketball like as a sport for the longest time. I've I used to play it. I don't anymore. And, well, I've been a Knicks fan for the longest time. So I just thought, like, they're the main team I watch. I might as well start, like, covering them in media. And um, the school I went to for high school was actually, like, um, a journalism high school. So I already have that journalism aspect. Like, I know that's in me, and I know that sports is my passion. So I thought combine the two sports media that's cool yeah that's kind of what i'm doing now um i basically was it was baseball first um as we spoke about through the m's it was you know i you know i'm a met fan yeah um so it was baseball first and then as i kind of started going it was basketball but the thing thing is basketball i started watching during 2011, like 2010 ish, 2011. So I was there for the Carmelo Anthony, the yeah, JR yeah. Smiths, Same. all that, the good times. Um, and then <clears throat> once, like around that time, media coverages weren't as crazy as it is now. So as I started getting older and I started, uh, cause I was also playing basketball and baseball and then I stopped. Um, and then, you know, once you start getting more at, you know, advantage with, technology and you start yeah. using your phone and you start using your social media outlets or whatever i started you know getting into it um and it's been fun exactly uh, it's, 
everyday posting. Um, it's a lot of work, especially if you don't have free time. Um, at one point when I was working, I'm not working now, but when I was working, I didn't have anybody to really post while I was working. So yeah. I was missing, uh, missing on a lot of days. Um, and I was pretty much, you know, it was my accounts were empty for a while. But then once I stopped working because um, of personal issues, um, I really got it was every day posting, um, posting Nick's content every day. Um, I, I joined uh, Twitter spaces as well uh, for like Nick game and Nick's post yeah. games and stuff like that. Like today, actually, we play the Cavs and um, I'm going to be joining one after. And they're hectic at, at times. So <laughs> yeah. I recommend people that that I that usually really... just listen. <laughs> I recommend like people that are not used to it to really, you know, be careful because if you request to speak and they don't like your takes, they're they're gonna let you know. Yeah. Like they they'll they'll question you and they'll be like, you know, they'll shout you out and they'll ask you a certain take that you'll say. So if they say Julius Randle is gonna be the MVP of the league, right? A ridiculous take like that, mm-hmm. they'll question it and be like, What makes you think Julius Randle is gonna be the MVP this year? And then you're gonna have to go through a whole soliloquy of why you think Julius Randle is gonna be MVP. So they're very it's fun because nowadays, like see how you and me are having a conversation about yeah. Nick's topics and stuff like that. I don't have certain Nick people or like certain Nick fans or like certain people like me, like I don't have people next to me that are constantly want to talk about the Knicks, right? So yeah. you have those spaces to where you could go in and you can, you know, talk every day or or after the Nick game and just go on for hours. So it gets toxic and it gets hectic, <laughs> but it, it it's fun for sure. Um Yeah. During the time that you started watching the Knicks, was that was that around the time Melo was there yeah, and we that, were making the playoffs? It was the same time around you, like 2011, 2012. That's when I really got into it. And those were some good days, <laughs> especially 2013. So, so knowing that around that time when we were successfully, you know, making the playoffs and stuff like that, yeah. did you know that the Knicks were at one point like on the ground before Carmelo came and, you know, him and Amari kind of matched up? I I mean, my dad had told me mostly about that since I didn't really get to watch the games, but I knew a little bit from there. So how how long, like, for example, um, you know, because we, we picked up, once Melo joined, we picked up right away. Like, yeah. we were winning, we were making the playoffs. Um, what what did you, like, were you watching the games consistently or was it, like, on, like on and off type of, type of thing? I think it was, uh, what year did he join the Knicks? He joined the Knicks in 2011. 2011. If I'm not mistaken. Okay, so... 2010, 2011, around there. I think that... I think the year after he joined is probably when I started watching consistently. Okay. Okay, so yeah, yeah that was like around 2000, 2010, 2011. Um, he got traded, uh, which a lot of people say that it was probably the best and the worst because we gave up so much for him to Denver. Yeah. Um, and Denver has a lot of young guys now that are part of that trade. Uh, but I, I don't regret it. The only thing that I do, and I'm people are going to kill me, and you may not agree because I <laughs> saw your post on uh, Donovan Mitchell. I'm, I, I don't think going in for Donovan Mitchell was a smart thing. And I'll tell you why. You, could, and you can disagree or agree however you feel. 
the reason that I feel that Donovan Mitchell thing, I'm glad that it didn't work out, was because you already have three ball-dominant players in Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, and R.J. Barrett that are on the team, and you're going to add a fourth guy, right? Yeah. And, and possibly a, he would have been the third guy if we didn't go in for Jalen Brunson because, mind you, the trade talks were happening um, with Donovan Mitchell before we signed Jalen Brunson. So it would have been Donovan Mitchell, Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, and it would have been the same – bull crap that we're dealing with now right yeah now don't get me wrong i'm happy that we got jalen brunson as much as everybody wants to you know go back and forth on you know if we should have signed them or not because there were nick fans that weren't really too happy about it until he started showing his production um but i do see the negative effects of signing a uh, uh, donovan mitchell um just because again he's a very ball dominant player um He's very selfish with the ball at times. And, again, we would have given up so much for him that I think it was either you win now or you break the team up. Um, and they weren't going to do that with Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell was being traded for a reason in Utah because you see what Utah is doing. Utah's winning, but in all naturality, they're trying – in, in the beginning process, they were trying to um, break it down. They were trying to tank. Um, and – it didn't work like that. So now they're just going based off the, the coattails of what the team is doing, if they make the plan or not. Um, but Danny Ainge, in my opinion, really broke that team up in Utah to really tank. Yeah. Um, so that's why they would, they traded like a go bear and they traded uh, Donovan Mitchell. So I think it would have been stupid if the Knicks would have got him. And then we would have probably been first round, second round exits <laughs> for yeah. like four straight years. Cause again, as much as people want to say about Julius Randle, Julius Randle, it, he, him and Jalen Brunson run that offense, and you're just going ISO the whole time. If you watch the game, if, you, if every, anybody watches the game, they see Tom Thibodeau's always running ISO plays for, for Julius Randle. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but I don't think uh, – I'm, I'm a little bit glad that Donovan Mitchell didn't get traded here. What, what's your thoughts on, on that as far as the trade? I I used to like when that when that trade happened I was really hurt because I did want him on the Knicks and not only because he's an amazing player because I think the reception he would have got from the fans would have been amazing too. He I mean he loves the Mets and I just think he has this like good relationship with New York. But mm -hmm. besides that, I think now I somewhat agree with you like saying mm -hmm. that there's going to be th we already have three all dominant players and dominant players. I, was, mm -hmm. I did another post before you know saying do we still need Levine because look at the numbers that our big three are putting up they're each averaging over 20 points per game do we really need another star to put up more points and I don't think so and during that nine game winning streak that we had earlier like last earlier this year I really didn't think we needed another star because we were playing so well, and Randall was playing well, Brunson. We were all communicating good and playing good together as a team. And it made me think, like, we can, we can do this. We can possibly make it to the playoffs if we keep playing like this. And their defense was super good. Like, now that I think about it, I honestly don't really think we needed to do, like, everything to get Donovan Mitchell. I like the guys that we have here, but it's just sometimes in the fourth quarter – no one's able to get a bucket. You think about what if we had him, he would be able to do it. 
he can make that game-winning shot that Brunson misses a few times, Randall misses a few times. He can make that defensive stop. He could. There's all this what-ifs about what if he was here, especially during this time when we're on a losing streak. Yeah, I mean, he was on record um, on JJ on JJ Reddick's podcast uh, a couple months ago, and he basically said that he thought he was going to New York. Yeah. As soon as he heard that the Utah Jazz were going to trade him, um, and that the Knicks were always in conversations, he was telling his friends, he was telling family that he was going to the Knicks. So when I saw that, I kind of my heart kind of broke because yeah, I was like, same. normally you don't you don't hear that. Like normally you don't hear players you know, going up and saying, yo, I'm, I'm going to New York or I'm going to the Knicks or whatever. Yeah. The only person to really say that was Melo. And I remember this uh, very distinctively because his first night, his debut game, uh, they interviewed Lala and they asked her, uh, what was, what did Melo say? Um, or how did you find out when he got officially mm-hmm. traded? And he, and she basically said that he told her, he was like, yo, baby, we're going, we're, we're coming home or we're going to, or we're wow. going to the Knicks type of thing. So that's kind of like the closest yeah. to somebody really being honest and really saying that they wanted or that they were coming here. Um, so when he said that, I was like, I was like, damn. But like I said, there's, there's a, there's a, a positive and there's a negative to it. Um, you bring up the Levine thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. I don't want Zach Levine. I'm going to be straightforward. Yeah. I do not want Zach Levine. I, I Anybody that thinks that Levine is going to make us a better team. No. Him and DeMar DeRozan can't even cut it. <laughs> so what makes you think him, Jalen Brunson, and, and uh, Julius Randle are going to do that? It's not going to happen. Yeah. But knowing Leon Rose, knowing um, uh, Scott, knowing, knowing how the front office in total works, knowing how Tom Thibodeau plays a hand in most of their decisions because him and Leon Rose are like best friends. It, it, I would not be shocked if we get a thing during the trade deadline saying that Zach Levine is coming here. And, you know, there are going to be New Yorkers that are going to like it because, you know, Zach Levine still has the all-star numbers and, you know, all-star potential. But one, he, again, he's another ball-dominant player, um, has no defense, can score the ball, but – Again, how how is that going to affect him when he gets to the playoffs? Yeah. You know, it's the same thing with Donovan Mitchell. You have three ball-dominant players. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as much as everybody wants to say how good Donovan Mitchell is, he can't play defense. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, that's it, true. That's, that's, that's the thing that's going to suck. In the playoffs, you need, you need, you need really good defense. And um, if you remember two years ago or three years ago when we made the playoffs – and we played against the Hawks, that was one of our biggest issues, mm-hmm. you know, because, and on top of that, during that time, the offense was ran through Julius Randle. So the Hawks played that very well. They played it very smart. Yeah. You know, you saw the Knicks game very, they were very tight when Julius Randle couldn't score the ball. Um, we didn't have another, we didn't particularly have another star there. Um, so Julius Randle was kind of like the only star besides RJ Barrett. But again, RJ Barrett wasn't really aggressive like that, like he is now. Yeah. Like if you pay attention to last season, last season RJ Barrett was that's to me, regardless of what anybody wants to say about RJ Barrett, last season was when RJ Barrett, you know, found his niche and really was being aggressive, shooting the ball with confidence, and was really like on his game. Two two three years ago, he had it a little bit, but it wasn't to the full extent like we saw this, like we see this year and like we saw last season. So. Julius Randle was the only guy that they were running the offense through. And when the Hawks were double teaming him, the Knicks couldn't find another yeah, legit score. Exactly. So 
you saw you kind of saw it. So, you know, I, I don't think uh, <clears throat> I think it'd be different now because Julius Randle is playing out of his mind. Yeah. Um, but I don't I don't think uh, I don't think a Zach Levine is going to help. Um, I do, though, think that if you go to the thing with Cam Reddish with the Grayson Allen trade, I do think Grayson Allen is a good pickup. Um, as too. much as Nick fans don't like it, I, I think he's a good pickup because a guy can shoot. We have no legit shooters, and he plays defense. So yeah. I, I think I think uh, I think that is a good pickup. Do you see it working out? Do you think the Knicks should trade Cam Reddish for him? Yeah, I, I honestly think if Cam's not going to play, we <laughs> might as well get someone who will. Um, hopefully, if we if we were to get him, Tibbs would play him. He he's the type of guy like a lot of people said. You don't like him if he's not on your team, but if he's on your team, you're going to support him because he's done a lot of things in the past. We know we've seen it. Um, yeah, hopefully, yeah. he's grown from that. But he's still a good defensive player. He makes his free throws, and he's he's. Um, I think he would help the Knicks because we our bench is struggling for slacking. If he can come off the bench and provide that spark for us, that would really be helpful. Because when we played against the rap, um, the Bucks, I noticed like. You can tell everyone in the books, like, they were, that game, we, like, almost had it. And you can tell in the fourth quarter, like, their playoff and championship experience, like, it was shown. They knew how to handle the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. They knew what to do down the stretch. And if he can help us with that, because he has playoff experience, if he can, like, settle us down in the fourth quarter, because that's where things get bad. He can help us maybe make some threes, get some defensive stops, and I think he's a good pickup. I mean, even even if you switch him, I, I know a lot of Knicks fans probably won't agree, but even if you switch him to starting yeah, role and you put and you put Grimes in the yeah. bench, have Grimes come off the bench, I think um, that could work too. With quickly, that that would be perfect because now there's not so much pressure on Grimes, yeah. to really score on a nightly basis like that. He he's more fresh off the bench. He can score the bucket better. Um, his athleticism and the way he the way he moves, um, his IQ is very smart. He passes the ball. Him and Emmanuel quickly will be a great combination. Um, then you put then you put iHeart. I despise iHeart. Let me just say <laughs> me that. Too. But again, he he's <laughs> um, as much as I hate him. Um, he's obviously they're not moving him, unfortunately. So yeah. you have him come off the bench or you have Sims come off the bench and you kind of work it that way. Again, one piece, one piece can change everything. Um, I don't know if you've heard, too, that Nick fans want Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, <laughs> so, I've seen that. Um, they're they're kind of going through a depression phase right now because yesterday the Wizards announced yeah. that they're t- that he's not on the trade. So once that came that up sucks. and I posted it, everybody's like, they're like, what the hell? <laughs> so, so he's um, gone. He's was... not on our list anymore. <clears throat> no. Well, the thing is, too, is because they, they're they trying to win with him. Yeah. He's, again, with any team that he goes on, he, he's a winner. He makes your team that much better. Um, the guy could score uh, so very sufficiently. Uh, he's a great defender. Um, he can move the ball. And even though he's more of a scorer and he's not a facilitator like that, he's definitely um, beneficial to any team. Uh, yeah. So you see what he's doing with the Wizards now. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Wizards, um, when since they made that trade yesterday with the Lakers, to me they've they've gone so much better. Yeah. They've gone way you better. You think they than got they, the better end of it? Now. I think so. I think so. 
The thing with the Lakers is that <clears throat> it's to me. First of all, um, uh, Ru- I think his first name is Rui, right? Yeah, Roy. Yeah, I Ru- think it's something uh, like that. He he's come to me. He's coming off the bench. I don't think he's starting. So you put that into consideration. A lot of the Lakers starting pieces are not cutting it. I mean, you you have LeBron, but again, LeBron can't do much. Westbrook is playing much better than he was when he first joined, but he's not the same Westbrook that we we all have seen yeah. to know. Um, so he's not really going to be beneficial to the Lakers that much. Um, and it, it just seems like maybe them either making the plane or not making the playoffs at all is probably the right direction to go through because they don't really have, they picked him up, but again, he's a, to me, he's a bench piece. Now, if he starts for the Lakers, then that's a whole different, um, that's a whole different thing. Now you're kind of seeing what they can gamble with and, and where they can transition. Um, but if you put them in the starting lineup, um, their bench, uh, you're not adding more pieces to their bench. Their bench is kind of like what the Knicks yeah. are going through kind of because um, <clears throat> they can't really score. I, I watched their game against uh, Memphis, and um, they were kind of doing okay, but you could see that they were kind of losing the lead little by little. And it wasn't until Westbrook came back in and and because um, I know Westbrook was coming off the bench for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I think he was starting that Memphis game. And it wasn't until they, they started bringing back uh, um, Westbrook and they put Dennis Schroeder in. Um, then they started kind of putting back their starters and the Lakers were able to put up the intensity and really uh, and really take the lead like that. Um so I, I think he's coming off the I think he's coming off the bench, but I think the Wizards. A lot of people think the Lakers did, but I think the Wizards kind of took the W on that trade. Which I don't know. Which to me, I think the Knicks should have picked him up, just because, like I said, he's such a good bench piece. But Leon Rose, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> I think his Twitter right now is being bombarded. <laughs> so um, it's it's hilarious because I I stopped DMing him after like the fifth time this season. I, I try to DM him and I try to be nice and then my last dm was just full of curse words and and because i'm just like i I, at some point because you know what it is i don't understand i think that my my issue with nick fans is i think they're afraid to get kicked out of the garden yeah because he's there almost every game (laughs) but they see him sitting there and and I think they want to tell him what how they feel, but they don't want to get kicked out. They don't want to get banned. So they're not gonna. They're, <laughs> they're not trying to do that. So, um, I I try to, but his security is so intense. Yeah, that I bet it's it like is. you can't even get through. I tr- I saw where he was sitting at, so I, I tried to have, like make it seem like I was trying to go get a picture with him, even though I was not gonna do that. <laughs> um, but. I tried to, his security was very intense. Like, they wouldn't let, let nobody in. Uh-oh. They wouldn't even ask him. Like, you know, usually when you have security around, um, they would ask you, like, oh, do you know this person? Or this person wants yeah. to get a picture with you. Is that okay? They didn't even ask. They were just like, no, you can't. Wow. So it's either he wasn't in the mood or he or or he's just not a fan of certain Nick fans or he just wasn't having a good day or whatever. But regardless of what it is, it's it's his fault. Yeah, because you're you're making there's a lot of decisions that you could be making right now as far as the team. Um, there are a lot of people that do say that the Knicks should have tanked last season when they had the opportunity, and I agree. I think um, 
I think you're better off going into the draft. If people don't know too much about the draft, this draft is stacked this year. It's at least like one through 15, at least full of like wing players, 3D wing players that are very sufficient, that can get you, that can get you a bucket. Um, it's very stacked this year. I think this draft is going to be fun for a lot of young teams like the Hornets, um, like the Pelicans. The Pelicans are not even in, in they're like top five right now, but they they have so many first round picks that they could get anybody in the draft. Um, the Grizzlies are the same team. So teams like, like, look at the Grizzlies too. Grizzlies are what, like top three, something like that. And they yeah. have a bunch of first round picks. So you think about that, you that plays into consideration as well. Um, so this draft is going to be very fun. So it would have been cool for the Knicks to, even though it would have sucked, we would have been seeing a lot of losing. Um, it would have been more smart from a front office standpoint for them to really tank and really, you know, get into the draft, rebuild a little bit, try to trade Julius Randle. Uh, now, when you had when you have the opportunity, um, do you think they're going to trade him, or do you, or you think he's here for the for his full contract? Randall, I think Randall's staying. I honestly, with the way he's performing right now, I know a lot of people are going to say trade him, but our our front office, they're not going to do that. He's performing. He's yeah, doing he's, his job right now. He's too much of a buddy, buddy. Yeah, yeah. They they love him. They 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 love him. He's too much of a. a that would be shocking though, that if, they, they, if that were to happen. Because I don't think if they were to trade, yeah, I don't think our front office would do that. Yeah, they they would. It it, it would be beneficial because Could he's be. playing out of his mind right now. And I'm like, how, what are your thoughts on like Julius Randle overall? Like since he's been a Nick, like how, do you do you like him now? Do you you don't you don't care about him? Like how how is it? Because I I get flagged for it all the time because I'm always saying like Julius Randle could be could have like a triple double. Yeah, and I will always come in my space the the spaces. And my take, part of my take would be, I don't want to hear no Julius Randle slander today because the man balled yeah. out. And then they would give me shit because they're like, you know, forget about Randle. Da, 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 da. He needs to be gone. So, like, what is, what is your, like, do you do you care about Randle? You don't care whether he's off for this team or not? Do you think we'll succeed or whatever? Like, what, what's your thoughts on, on Julius Randle? Yeah, well, I, I think I d he deserves an apology from me because last year I gave him a lot of, hate and negative feedback for the way he was playing. I mean, mm -hmm. I think a lot of Knicks fans did. Last year, it was a mess. His attitude wasn't good. The way he was um, responding to teammates, to fans, it wasn't positive at all. And that's why I wanted him off the team. I mean, yeah, he wasn't performing well, yeah. but it was also because of the way he was reacting that I just didn't want him on the Knicks. But, you know, this yeah. – and uh, I honestly really wanted him traded. Like, I remember the end of last season – or I just wanted him gone. The end of last season, I'm saying, I'm not going to watch the Knicks if he's still there. I can't. Like, he has not been good to us. This season comes around, and he's, like, completely changed. His attitude is better, which is really good. And, obviously, his numbers are up. He's averaging 24 points per game, 10 rebounds per game. I'm really happy that he's playing well. Um – and I, I personally think like the the slander he gets is unbelievable and a little bit too crazy. There was one night he had a bad shooting night, right? But he still was able to put up, I think, twenty five or maybe thirty points. And everyone was saying, "I, I know what yeah, you're talking about." Mm -hmm. He had a bad shooting night, mm -hmm. but he still put up a good like 
set of numbers. And everyone was in the comments saying, oh, now it's time to trade him. Oh, like he, like he's not what we thought he was. It's someone's bad shooting night. You know, every player gets it. Brunson gets it. RJ gets it. But for some reason, he gets that hate like a little more. I guess because he's our, he's supposed to be like our main player. He's supposed to perform well every night, I guess. But you, you can't expect that from him, like every night to be amazing. Yeah, uh, I, I, I agree. Um, like I said, I, I defend them. Yeah. Um, when it comes to certain situations, uh, I recently on my last, what was it? When we played, we played. Um, oh, when we played the Hawks. Jalen Brunson played like absolute yeah. trash. Like I have to hold them accountable when they have to, when I have to. I in in my space, I in that space when they held the post game uh, space after the Hawks game, I specifically said, I said, um, um, not sorry, not the Hawks game, the Raptors game. Sorry, okay, yeah. Jalen Brunson played like trash in that game as well, and Julius Randle had a great game. I specifically in in the thing I said I have to hold Jalen Brunson accountable. Because, again, he's our star point guard. We're giving him this money. And he's been playing great. But also, if you guys are going to hold somebody like Julius Randle accountable for absolutely nothing wrong that he did today besides a couple turnovers, um, there's, like, things you could point Mm -hmm. out during that game about what Julius Randle did. I mean, if you remember, um, he had an argument with Evan Fournier uh, because of the double team. Randle recently has been a little bit uh bad with the double team but he started off the season well like reading double teams and stuff like that there are a couple plays where like once the double team came he should have passed it out because there was a wide open man and he was dribbling the ball just holding Mm -hmm. he was waiting for that double team to come so that he could just pass it out and then possibly cause a turnover um so there are certain aspects of that like i understood why evan was mad but at the same time i do um, I do agree that uh, that if you're gonna hold if you're gonna hold Julius Randle accountable, at least hold everybody else accountable as well, because it 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 just makes sense in my end. Yeah, give me one second, sorry. Yeah. Hey, sorry about that. What was the last thing you were saying? You good to go? Yeah. Um, no, just holding Julius Rand. Uh, if you're gonna hold Julius Randall accountable, um, you know, the same thing gotta go for everybody else. Um, if you've seen the Raptors game, Julius Randall was the only one playing aggressive, only taking the ball into into the hole as much as he needed to. Nobody else was really scoring efficiently yeah. like that. Um, so when that when that space came up 
And I was like, I don't believe that Julius Randle should be getting any hate tonight whatsoever. But you'll have you have those people that are consistently, you know, just giving him little little bits of hate just for like the small things. And it's like last season I get it, because I was one of those people. The last game that I actually like defended him before I was like, nah, I need him off my team was the Kings game when he scored like forty six points last season. That was like the oh, only yeah. game, the last the the very last game that I was like hyping him <laughs> up. But then like right after that I was like, yo, he needs to be off my team. Like yeah, now. He needs too. to be traded. He need if they're gonna cut him, cut him. <laughs> I don't care. Eat that money because that 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 contract is a that's that's a small contract if, if you ask me. That that's 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 a contract. That's a good contract. So I I was like if, if get him off my team, like I, I don't I don't need him. Um, but now it's like, you know, not now I'm, I'm, I have a Julius Randle Jersey, but that Jersey was from when he took us to the playoffs. Right. I was like, it's only fitting. I, I show him my respect. Same thing with Brunson. I got a Brunson Jersey. I was like, man, he's playing out of his mind, show him my respect or whatever. Um, and I was like, this year he's kind of shown it to where I was like hesitant on getting another Julius Randle Jersey. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't know. Should I, should I not? Cause he's playing out of his mind. Um, but I, I, you know, just just be prepared because that's every, uh, Nick fans are toxic. Nick fans are Julius Randle could have a sixty ball, and they're still gonna find the reason to to give him so much negativity. Um, and it's funny that we talk about Julius Randle because a lot of people are just giving him negativity just based on him holding Obi back. Yeah. What do you, like? What do you think about about like Obi's position on the team and like how it can. Uh, like, what can he do moving forward as far as, you know, being behind Julius Randle? The only situation is very tricky because he deserves more minutes. But it's also like, how how do you split the minutes between Randle and Obi when Randle, like, when he's having amazing games? You don't, like, necessarily want to bench him too long. But I personally mm-hmm. love Obi as a player. Last season, I thought he was he was improving really well and showing sparks that he could be like this next level guy for us, especially the last few games of the last season. He had like a 30 point game, a 40 point game. And then the season, the season was done this season. Obviously he got hurt and that, you know, impacted him. I think ever since he came back, he's been struggling, but last game we saw something really good for him in 10 minutes. He was able to put up 14 points. That's crazy. And, you know, also that got a lot of controversy because he only got 10 points when he was playing well. The coach benched him and put in Randall. And Mm -hmm. I think I saw someone say this, like, it's hard to, like, give Obi minutes. And then how do do you split the minutes up between him and Randall? Randall is one of our main guys. He needs to be playing majority of the game. But we also want to see Obi shine. So I think... Yeah. I then I think he deserves more than 10 minutes, but Randall also deserves a majority of the minutes and I think we need to see like how that's going to work out. I think they sh- Tibbs should like try giving him more minutes and see how that is. And especially don't bench him if he's playing good like in the moment. That's just mm-hmm. not a smart decision. Mm-hmm. See where it goes. Like maybe he could have changed the game for us if he was if he stayed in. But yeah. There's there's a uh, um Somebody had brought this up there in the post game of the Twitter spaces where Nick Nurse 
because he's another one that runs his players down to the ground. Like you, you could tell. Um, but he played, the, I think it was the third quarter or the fourth quarter where it was like three minutes left. Yeah. And he had Siakam and Fred Van Vliet still sitting in there because remember at one point when we tied the game 86-86, we had the lead before they yeah. tied it 86, right? When they took that lead, they still had their bench players in mm-hmm. and they never looked back. So because the bench was playing so exactly. great, he had Van Vliet and Siakam still sitting there until um, uh, until it was, it was ready to bring those two back in. They were already well-rested and energy and energized to go in. So you think about that and you think about what o, the, the position that Obi was in um, on, on in that Raptors game. If he's playing the way he's playing and you talk about how Randall's always gassed out at, you know, towards the end of games yeah. and stuff, because you see it all the time. Randall looks like he's, he just needs to rest and Tibbs is playing him so many minutes in that position where Obi's scoring sufficiently and going off, you keep yeah. him in there. Until, until it's, you know, it's beneficial because Randall's getting a good amount of rest. Randall's getting a good amount of time to sit there and get rest because that way you bring him in in the important moments of the game to possibly get us back in the groove of things, and he's set to go. So I thought that was a great comparison that somebody brought up because I was like, it's it's coaching one-on-one. Yeah. It's like you see if RG if RG's in the second unit, for example, and he's scoring, I'm not going to bench him. Just because he's a starter and he's playing with the second unit, I'm, I'll keep him. I'll keep him there, and I'll keep him in a groove of things just to have him, you know, keep scoring. And then eventually, I'll bring in somebody else from the bench to, you know, to fill him, fill him in, or, or whatever. And that way, we're in a groove of things to where it's not so, you know, yeah. if you know, up and down type of thing. So, it's it, the Obi thing to me. It's you know, I feel bad for the kid because when we drafted him, I was actually one of the guys that actually was happy that we drafted him. Um, I do think we should have gone for a point guard like Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. But, you know, knowing the Knicks, they, I, I figured they weren't going to go after him because um, it benefits RJ's development. So if you bring in a solid point guard like Tyrese and you see what he's doing with the Pacers, it helps RJ's development as a player. Um, but they didn't do that. I gave Obi a chance. And um, I I was actually happy with it to a certain uh, to some extent um, because I know what the kid was doing in Dayton. Um, it's just you know it's just tough. You can't really see much because coach has him in the corner all the time, wanting to shoot a three. Uh, can't run an ISO play on Obi, so it's like you know people are starting to wonder if Obi's you know be yeah. useless. But it's like it's all Tibbs. It's all Tibbs. So. Tibbs is the one that's running him down, so you know it's it's, it's very it's a very tricky it thing. Is. It's it's very it's it's very uncomfortable to see because as soon as Obi comes in, you're like, "Yep, I already know where he's going. He's going straight yep. to the corner." <laughs> so, um, but it's 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 very uh, I do think I do think that if he was to get traded, because I know he was in trade talks at one point, I do think he'll get much more good opportunities because I know a coach is going to utilize him and use him for what he's known for. And that's to be a legit yeah. scorer than to just sit in the corner and wait for the ball. So um, same thing with Cam Reddish, same thing with Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish should, if they're going to, I don't think they're going to trade him because I don't really believe the Knicks want a second round pick. Yeah. Like all, all, all the rumors about the Knicks. And I'm like, I don't want a second round pick I mean, for Cam Reddish. For like first. what was the, 
Exactly. That if we get him for a second round pick, honestly, I'm gonna have to boycott <laughs> Liam Rose as our as our. I'm 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 serious. I'm serious because that makes no sense. You gave up a first round pick that could. I, and if I'm not mistaken, I think it was a first round pick for next year's draft. If I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure. I'm I don't not remember, too sure either. But I know it was a first. Yeah, I, I know it was a first round pick. And to say that you that you want a second round pick after you give up a a possible legit first round pick makes that's I'm not even a an, a, a GM and I, and I know that that's yeah. not even that's not smart. No team would do that. No team would do that. And Cam has talent. That's what people forget. Cam Cam is very good on both ends of the ball. It's just that. You know him and Tibbs. What do you think? What, what do you think is is the situation as far as him and Tibbs? Because I know it's between him and, and Tibbs. Yeah, and nobody exactly. Else. At this point, if he's not playing, we we have to know it's something personal, something we don't know about. Because be, before he got benched for that long period of time, he was playing good. He was helping us, especially in the fourth quarter. There was a few clutch shots he made for us, and you would think, okay, maybe this this guy's gonna keep playing for us. And then all of a sudden, he's just benched and never plays again. And the thing about it is that we've seen Fournier play, like, a few games. We've seen Rose play in Chicago. That was it. But, like, how come everyone else is getting that chance except for him? It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it. Hopefully, if he... I hope he does go to another team that will play him because it's a shame for him to sit on that bench every night and not be able to play. He has talent, and he should be able to utilize it. Yeah, I, I another thing too, what makes no sense to me is why are you playing Fournier yeah. over over Reddish or over Rose? That makes no sense to me because even Rose, Rose is a much better player than Evan, and I'm just like, oh my god! Like even today, I have a I have a very solid feeling that if Emmanuel quickly doesn't come back today. That Evan Forney is gonna get another another Probably. good set of minutes, and and it's I'm I'm just saying be prepared for the Cavs to not play like they played last game because last yeah. game they were just missing shots. Um, Donovan Mitchell wasn't scoring like that. It's gonna and, be a lot different uh, now. Not yeah, of course, especially mm-hmm. with us on the losing streak. I think it could end today, but my thing is if they need to win a game, they need to win today. Because of the fact that you have two big games uh, on Wednesday and Friday, one against the Celtics and one against the Brooklyn Nets, and people could say, oh, we have a legit shot to beat the the Nets. I I disagree just because Kyrie is there, and Kyrie, the way they've been playing, Kyrie, they they kind of – they got out out that four-game losing streak that they had. Um, And I think they won like two, three straight. Since uh since they got out that losing streak, so at any moment Kyrie could drop a thirty ball, forty ball, exactly. And again, they got other good set talents. They got um the I forgot his he comes off the bench. He's a I know uh, Claxton. He's like a, he's, Nick Claxton. Claxton is the is their Claxton is their uh is their starting center. Um, then you have oh, yeah. Seth Curry who could just shoot the ball from anywhere. Um. You also have the Asian guy. I forgot his yeah. name. Uh, oh my god! I just I just had his I just had his name like it just came out of my mind. But he's another good shooter. He so they have very good shooters. Um, that again, the Knicks defense on the perimeter sucks. 
So you talk about the Nets utilizing that. Uh, but I think the Celtics are, I'm going to be honest, I think the Celtics yeah, are going to blow us sure. off the water. For <laughs> so, sure. I don't, I don't see us beating the Celtics at all. Um, I think it'll take, number one, we're playing in Boston. So that that's, that's a uh, disadvantage. That's, that's, uh, uh, yeah, we don't we don't play well in TD Garden, um, and what else? Yeah, they, they can't guard Jason Tatum. If you if you watch the way the Knicks play, they can't guard Jason Tatum. Like they they have better coverage on Jalen Brown than yeah. they do with Jason Tatum, and that's just the honest fact. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely the, the next three games are definitely going to be interesting to see. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you too, since RJ got his extension. How do you think he's turned out? Because remember, he's kind of gone through like an ups and down type of thing. And then he got the injury. Um, then he's kind of sufficiently gone back to who he was. But like, what do you think? Do you think that he's going to have like a Randall year? So a Randall played like an all-star and then he got his extension. Then he played like crap last season. And now he's playing to his all-star level. Or do you, or you think he's, it's a whole different set with RJ? Yeah. So after RJ got that extension, we really thought he was going to step up and be like Randall star, star type of player. But in the beginning of the season, he clearly wasn't at that level yet. And someone said this before, but at the beginning of every season, he's just... He struggles. And maybe that's just like him as mm-hmm. a player. It's maybe it's just like mentality or something at the, at the beginning that he doesn't have it yet. But, and then he had the flu for like 10 games or so and he was still playing. I don't know why he was still playing. He was and still that playing. That really yeah. made him struggle. Yeah. He was through a, he went through a whole shooting slump and his numbers were awful. I don't know why coach kept him in, especially starting too. And that, that was that was hard for him, I'm sure. And Knicks fans were saying a lot about that, you know. But we have to say we have to understand he was sick, but that wasn't him. And after that, he obviously he's doing better. He's he's been averaging good numbers, over 20 points per game. But you know, he's, he can definitely still reach that higher level. What is it going to take, though? Is it? We're wondering what is it going to take for him to get there? You know, like is it? Is it a mentality yeah. thing? Does he need to work with, like, another shooting coach? Just, I mean, I think he needs to be more aggressive, honestly. There's these times when he goes to the basket, and then, like, we saw this against the, the Raptors game. Like, he got he got blocked, or he would turn the ball over a few times. I just, like, we need that bit more aggression so that he could dunk that ball. Like, he has the power to do that. We saw that, like, um, that night when he dunked the ball, and he also got, yeah, he got, he got ball too. We saw that. That's what I want yeah. to see more. He mm-hmm. just took that ball and he went down the lane and dunked it. I want to see that more from him because I think a lot of times he's hesitant too. And when he starts a game like shooting awful, it, it affects him. He doesn't, I mean, he keeps shooting, but it affects him. So I I don't know what it's going to take. Yeah. I, I like how he's yeah. very aggressive. Like as far as his play, like he, he, when he needs to, when he, you could tell that yeah. he, when he's mad, he's mad. Like he, he's, he, he holds himself accountable. Um, and that's what I like because he's young. He knows he still has uh, more time to develop. Um, and the fact that he's young at this age and he's holding himself accountable because he understands his role and how much he means to the team. Yeah. I like that. Like I'll forever, I don't have no hate bone or, uh, like any negative things to say about RJ, you know, when, when he, when he's playing bad, I'll call him out. 
But it's it's the same thing with Brunson. It's the same thing with Randall. Um, now, if you're asking me would I trade R.J. Barrett for a bigger piece, yes. <laughs> I don't think R.J. is that, that crazy to where um, if they wanted – if if a team was looking to trade for him, um, and it was a bigger piece than RJ, and he was more valuable, and it would yeah. make sense for the Knicks, that I wouldn't trade him. I would absolutely trade if if you if you tell me to that I could trade for SGA, yes, I would trade sir. for SGA. I'm I'm sorry, no if ands or buts about it. If Jalen Brunson was in that trade for SGA, <laughs> Jalen Brunson's gone. Jalen Brunson's going to OKC. As much as I love Brunson, Jalen Brunson is going to OKC. I'm, I'm sorry because there were people telling me, why would you trade Brunson for a seed for, for SGA? And I was like, have you not crazy. seen what the kid is crazy. doing this year? Like he, he's playing, he's playing out of his mind. He's another possible yeah. all-star candidate, he, you know? So it's the Clippers. I mean, not the Clippers, the, the, the um, Thunder, they're building something. You could definitely see what Sam Presti is doing with that team. They, again, they did it right. They tanked. They got their draft picks. I mean, they're one of the top teams. I think the top second team with the most picks in the wow. league because um, of the amount of trades that they did for first-round picks. Uh, so they're consistently in the draft, you know, building and building. You see the team they got now. That that team is like, I think, what, they're like a game out of yeah. the plan or something like that. So they could possibly make the plan this year just just – just by how great they're playing. So it's that chemistry with SGA. I mean, you saw the first game when yes. they blew us out <laughs> in MSG. And so it, they got they got chemistry. Um, SGA is, is very – he's a good facilitator. Um, I think the most cool thing about it, too, is if he was in the Knicks, him and Grimes would be such a dangerous oh, sure. combination, especially with the way Grimes is playing. I think him and Grimes would be uh, – a very dangerous combination. Um, I would love to see but that. But it definitely, it'll definitely, yeah, no, a hundred percent. Was it gonna? Yeah. What? What's your predictions for for tonight's game? Like, how do you see it playing out? How do you see the score going? Like, do you, do you think who who do you think is gonna have a, a a career high? Like, who do you think is gonna score the most? Yeah. Like, how so, do you see it playing I mean, out? Like you said, tonight's game is probably gonna be a lot different than the last time we played them. <laughs> Our team has changed, and their team has gotten better. And, you know, we are we don't have Robinson right now, so that's going to really impact us tonight. And it's been impacting us. Yeah, they got Jared exactly. Allen. And I don't think Sims mm-hmm. or Hardenstein can compare to that. So, I, unfortunately, I, I think we might have a chance, but I think that we might end up losing. It might be close. I don't know. It's hard to tell because – it's it's all the it's it's how you start and how it's how you finish, but I really think it's how you start because there's some games we start awful. We're letting thirty points to the team in the first quarter, and that sets the tone for the rest of the game, and we're never able to catch up. So uh, we got to see how the first quarter plays out, and I mean I'm hoping uh, um, Brunson and RJ and Randall can all perform well tonight, as they usually do. But sometimes they do have str- they struggle and have bad shooting nights, but. We're going to see how it plays out. And I don't know if they said that if Quickly's playing or not. I'm not sure. But he could be big for us. I think they say he's questionable. Yeah, I think they say he's questionable. I'm hoping that he does play yeah. today because he's been uh, he's been going nuts. Um, I, I, when they took him out the starting lineup because RJ came back, I was afraid that his scoring and the way he was playing yeah, was going to diminish. 
because he's going back to the bench, but it obviously hasn't changed him at all, which I'm glad. Um, he was obviously such a huge loss, uh, for, you know, during that Raptors game because uh, you see how much yeah. he scores. He passes the ball. He has a great IQ. Uh, IQ. Um, so I hope he comes back. Um, you know, regardless of what it is, losing Mitchell Robinson hurt. Yep. Regardless. You can say, say what you want about Mitch. Um the the funny thing about Nick fans, um, and I bring up Nick fans when it comes to Mitch, is because like three four months ago, in the beginning of the season, they wanted him traded. They wanted him gone. They didn't understand why we had to eat that contract that we gave him. And then all of a sudden, he goes down after turning it around, and it's like, uh, it's like, damn, like now now we're screwed. I was like, but four yeah. months ago, y'all were just saying. <laughs> <laughs> that he should have been traded. So I'm like, I don't, I don't see where the, I don't get it. The, how the energy changes. Um, I'm like, okay. I'm, I like, I don't get me wrong. Um, <clears throat> when they had the opportunity to trade him, they could have, right. They obviously decided to go with him. Um, there's a lot of po- you know, positives that he brings to, to, to the next. And that's block shots, defensively, um, offensive yeah. and defensive rebounds. The only thing that, that, the only thing that 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 doesn't help is the fact that he's uh is the fact that he's very uh um uh how do you say it? Oh, he yeah. can't guard the perimeter that's true so when he can't guard the perimeter um it you know anybody like i remember at one point i think was it this it was this year or last year um we played the hawks at one point Trey young was just every time they had a mismatch and Mitchell Robinson was guarding him. It was like, yep, ISO ball. That's it. I'm scoring. <laughs> Whether he was gonna blow by him for a layup or he was gonna yeah. he was gonna shoot a three. And and most of the time it went in. So, you know, that's like the only negative. Um he this season he kinda got, you know, better with it. Uh the, you know, with his defense on the perimeter, but overall it was um that's that's one of like the negatives that I see with That's Mitch. a good point. Um how do you feel about like how do you feel about like Mitch, you know, when he comes back? Do you feel like he's gonna be the same? Or you think he's gonna regress because he's been out for well, so long? I I mean, I think every player as soon as they come back from injury, they're obviously still dealing with it and to get back into that routine of playing every other night. So we're obviously he's not gonna be up to par when he comes back. But hopefully training um will help him. I mean, it, it's tough to say. You never know how a guy's gonna come back from injury. Especially like one that like like this that required surgery and all that. I don't I don't know how he's gonna be when he comes back, but I'm hoping for the best that he's the same player because we need him if we want to try to make the play in, at least. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm hoping we yeah. make the six seed at least. I'm I'm if we have the opportunity to make the six seed and we we can get out the play in, uh, I I'd want that. Um, I. This team, this team, if you if you want to be honest, this team's a first round exit. But again, they're not going to tank as much as certain people want want them to. Uh, they're looking to make the playoffs, so I, I'm I'm not going to be like, yeah, no, I'm not going to get I behind know. that. <laughs> I'm just not that type of person. So, um, uh, I do see a big game today though from Julius Randle. I think Randle, um, uh, they're definitely going to sure. be double teaming him because uh, that's just how they. That's how everybody knows that um, they got a double team Randall so that he doesn't go off. But I think he's going to go off. Um, I, I like that Randall's kind of taking more accountability 
So with Randall taking more accountability, it's uh it's better. Um how do you how do you see the benefits of us being in the playoffs? Like do you, do you see it's gonna be the same thing as as two, three years ago when we made the when we made the playoffs in COVID year, or do you think it's gonna be a much different um, thing? with the schedule that we have remaining, I think it's gonna be super difficult to get in the play in. I mean, I, I honestly think we should have took we should have <sighs> taken advantage of the the games that we've already played. We should definitely have won more games, especially those close games, because that would have put us at least at a better um, chance of making the plan because now we, we're playing the best teams. Um, there's obviously basketball, you know, every mm-hmm. team has a chance to win any game. But, you know, look at the odds. It's going to be hard for us to win against these teams. And um, But uh, I'm going to be supportive and positive and say that we will make the plan. Hopefully. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so oh, hopefully, I'm I'm dying to see that uh, MSG crowd go nuts. I actually found I found the link to game two, um, because I've been trying to find like the yeah. full game online and I couldn't find it. Uh, and then I found the link that had the full game, and I'm just like <laughs> watching it, and I was like, damn, that crowd! I, know. I was like, it gives you goosebumps. I'm like, oh, I missed we that. We need playoffs in MSG. Um, uh, final, yeah, oh, big time, big time. Uh, I went to the Mets uh, wild card for game one. And I was like, that crowd, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I miss playoff energy. I mean, the Mets haven't made the playoffs consistently, but the last time we did, you know, the crowd crowd went nuts. The crowd was always nuts, always active. Like, playoff energy is just so much different. It's so much fun. And some advice, if you ever go to, like, a, a, a Knicks, playoff game if they consistently make it or if you ever go to like a Mets playoff game if they make it or like the Giants for example yeah it's worth the money like a lot of people would be like it's too expensive I'm like no it's it's, I'd rather pay so much money for one game knowing I'm gonna get a great experience because even if they lose the fans make it worth it just because you're around so many like good people that enjoy the team that love the team so um it's it's, it's very it's very fun um my my last two questions. One would be speaking of the Giants. Uh, how, how did you feel about their loss uh, against the Eagles? I would say Eagles? I had better hopes for them. <laughs> you know, coming off that when they won that first game, we thought, okay, this is this is going. They're going to the championship. They're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to see this team. And there's there's been so no, many Bowl, like yeah. like mm-hmm. theories about how the Giants will make the Super Bowl because of they're looking at like the other years we made the playoffs, but. I mean, I'm super disappointed we lost, but even from the first quarter, you you kind of knew that's that's what was gonna happen. Philadelphia came, oh yeah, they came there yeah. and well, they yeah. were there. <laughs> they started off with energy, momentum, yeah, and they led the game from there. So I'm disappointed, but I think we had a good season, and I'm proud of our guys. Do you think do you think they're gonna resign uh both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley? Or do you think it's gonna be like a one one signing and, and I, then the I other think one they should leaves? resign both of them. Obviously Saquon's been huge for us and um Daniel Jones is a big part of that too. He got us here. You know, he he we he deserves a lot of credit. We he we don't give him a lot of credit from the previous previous seasons, obviously, because we we had losing records, but this is this was our first playoff win since 2012 that definitely says something about him so i think he should be resigned i'll tell you this much if the giants 
have an opportunity to get Lamar Jackson. That that too. Uh, Daniel Jones can say goodbye. <laughs> I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say it right now. If, if Daniel, if the Giants can put their their hands in the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes, uh, Daniel Jones is gonna have to go somewhere else. I'm sorry. Yeah. Lamar Jackson is a special talent. Um, I don't think he's going back to Baltimore with all the stuff that's going around and them not wanting to. You know, I, I get it why he doesn't want to play. Um, because he doesn't want to risk injury and possibly losing out on so much money, even though he already did. I think it was oh, like wow. two hundred and thirty million. Um, so that right there is, I think so. Um, but again, is people make their own decisions. Um, and he's doing what's best for him. He's got people around him that are kind of advising him to take that route. Uh, but with anybody that has Lamar Jackson, your team is so much better. So if the Giants, the way that their team. You know, they, they're so much free agents. They got to yeah. sign Isaiah Hodgins, um, Richie James, uh, which a lot of Giant fans don't want Richie James. And I'm like, but he's he's still valid. Like, I don't I don't understand. But, you know, I think Giant fans, once they, they, they want to build. And I like Coach Dable. I've been a supporter of Dable since, like, game week three. <laughs> so um, I, I do think uh, they can only go up from here especially since they shocked a lot of people and um, and they they definitely turned a lot of heads. And uh, it, it's it's now I, I don't think we're in the position of, of, of tanking anymore. I think we're, we're in a good spot. Yeah. Um, you just have to build. That's it. And it's just, it's just uh, now, now it's only up from here. I do. They do have to look at this Eagles team, though, and they got to add more pieces to beat this Eagles team because this Eagles team from offense to defense is mm-hmm. nothing but dominance. Like I, the 49ers are going <laughs> to yeah, have a like hard we time. We completely got <laughs> so. destroyed in that game. It was, it was bad. It was bad. Um, my last question was mostly, you know, based around you and, you know, your, your whole thing around the media, since you're in the media game and you're covering the Knicks and, and possibly branching off to like other team or whatever, um, what is your goal coming up for like this year, as far as the brand, as far as you covering just the Knicks? Like, are you, are you going to cover just the Knicks? Are you looking to cover other teams as well? Are you trying to expand your brand and stuff like that? Because I've I've seen a lot of your cut your coverage on the Knicks and it's very Thank well, you. very well presented. Um, you know your stuff as far as the as the Knicks. Um, you know, and like I said before in the beginning, uh, you know, there's a lot of there's yeah. not a lot of women in the media game, especially sports media. Um, that don't cover it. So the fact that you're one of them that is taking the time to post coverages in the Knicks and really cover them like that is Thank very so cool much. to see. And I'm I'm all for it, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on. So what is your like goal coming up and what do you want to do and where you want to take your brand as far as yeah, just covering so, the Knicks? Um, I'll continue to cover the Knicks through the rest of their season. I'm thinking, I've been thinking about this recently, but like on off days when we don't play that I could cover just NBA news or just sports in general. Because I, I do want to expand that. Like, I don't just want to stick to one thing. Even though, like, the Knicks are my passion, I think in order to build the brand, I have to explore other things and just be in sports in general. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to stay consistent with posting, like, every other day or every day. Um, I'm trying to connect with individuals like you and just build off of that i love connecting with people like talking to them seeing what they say hearing their opinions so that's important to me as i like build followers and the page i'd like to 
you know, meet new people. So that's a big thing for me. And I'm, I'm just taking it one day at a time, honestly. Like, this started off as something for fun, and now I'm trying to take it more seriously, see where it can go from there. Maybe if I could, you know, like, start, like, writing for, become, like, writing articles for people or anything like that, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. It's the same thing here. Same thing here. Like I told you before, I'm not working now, so I'm trying to expand my brand. So I would, like I said, if this, if this is the first time I'm meeting you and I've given you so much compliment about the about what you're doing, I would love to eventually do, you know, different collabs um, as far as like next goes, because um, I have a certain section uh, that, you know, with my media, with my social media when it comes to the next. Um, so, you know, down the Thank road, you. if you want to work together, I'm all for it. I appreciate that. Yeah, but I appreciate you joining me. I appreciate you taking the time to uh, do this podcast with me. Um, and thank you. Thank you so much for, for joining me. If you guys don't know, follow her at uh, Mail Media on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, you have my, a Twitter uh, too, right? My Twitter handle is different, though. It's it's just a mm-hmm. kid from NYC. Okay. I have to change that to be the same thing. Okay, okay. Because it's a um, little confusing. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, if you guys are on Twitter as well, um, follow her on Twitter as well. Um, and I do uh, recommend you to join these Twitter spaces, too. If you have, if you don't join them, uh, definitely come up. And if you want to request and say your takes, like even if you want to join today, after you watch the game, you could join. They let you speak. They let anybody speak um, and just get your take on what the game is. It's I'll be in. If, if anything, I'll send you a, a link Thanks. to one of them and you could join the one I'm in. Um, and if you want to come and you want to say your take on the game, um, they let you speak and they let you, uh, you know, give your opinion on what happened today as far as the win or losses. So uh, it would be definitely cool to hear your thank take you as far as it. Me. But I appreciate you joining me. I had a great time. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. But I appreciate Of course, of course. Uh, but with that being said, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for watching and listening. And I'll see, see you guys bye. on the next episode. Peace.